fucking Aubrey Labonte. A lot, Lambalot. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't pronounce how are you? <laughs> I didn't pronounce uh, your last name. Is Lambalot? Lambalot, yes. Oh, perfect. Like Lancelot, but way cooler, way better. Exactly. Yeah. Aubrey, <laughs> so what is it you do? What have you been up to during COVID nineteen, and what is it you do prior to and currently? Yeah, so um, I do real estate investing, I do interior design, and I also um, run a female entrepreneur like mentorship program. Awesome, very cool, I love it. Yeah. I've been diving deeper, even though I don't have the hair and certain um, facial features, I have been diving deeper into helping women uh, improve their business, especially real estate investing, because I believe awesome. that um, women are actually better adapted to this business uh, than they think they are. Yep. In fact, um, we as investors, as men, we actually have to tap into our uh, feminine side to do more of the uh, nurturing and caring side of this business, which is not always uh, natural to us. So right. <laughs> uh, Aubrey, tell me how you got started. How'd you get into real estate? Yeah, so I bought my first house, uh, well, my first multifamily in 2014 nice. with my now husband. Um, nice. We renovated the whole thing down to the studs um, and we're living in that one still. Um, so we rent out the other half. And then Perfect. we just bought, it's been, I mean, years since we bought this one because we just bought another one in January of this year. Nice. Um, and I was kind of just like slacking and just like dropping the ball myself and my husband's in construction. So he's like, constantly busy and doesn't have time to do this. So I ended up getting my real estate license before we bought our new home. And then I did that for a year and kind of realized that wasn't really like my niche of real estate that I liked. Right. So I stopped doing that, got into interior design, and then we bought a four family and a cushion. Nice. So that's what we own right now. Yeah. Very cool. So you got a four family and a cushion. Where are you living right now? Where is the house? I'm living in New Bedford right now. Nice. My sister city. All right. Give it up yeah. to New base. I love it. <laughs> Very cool. I love the waterfront. Uh, there's a couple of bars out there I've been to, some restaurants. Absolutely beautiful city. Yeah. Um, and done a few deals out there. Now, New Bedford, is that where you grew up or did you grow up in Dartmouth, moved to New Bedford? What, what yep. is... Uh, so I grew up in New Bedford. I've been here my whole life. Um, my parents' house is like two miles down the road from the house nice. that we bought. Um, I ultimately want to move to like a more rural area, but I love New Bedford and I love investing in New Bedford. Um, my cushion property is like a mile from my house. So it's nice. still kind of in the New Bedford. Great. A cushnet. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, exactly. where did she find a four family and a it's cushnet? It's actually like the craziest house. Cause it used to be a single family. Whoever owned it before us, like, you know, finagled it into a tiny, tiny four family, but it works. It cash flows. So I'm not mad about it. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. Thank that's you. a, that's a big deal. So this is now two properties yes. and you've, and you, so you said then husband, I caught that. I caught that at the beginning. Uh, now husband, you said <laughs> now, now husband, husband is what I meant. <laughs> bought the property then. And so you weren't married together when you bought your first property together in 2014. Correct. Yes. What made you decide to buy a property with somebody you weren't married to? So it's actually kind of crazy. I actually didn't even buy the house with him. I bought it with his mom because he was working under the books for like five years. So he didn't technically have income. So we couldn't qualify for a loan and we didn't know much else about like private money and hard money and anything like that. Right. Um, so his mom is on the loan with me. Um, nice. I've actually known him for like 20 something years cause we grew up together. So I, don't, yeah. I just like knew that I would, you know, marry him eventually. And we did last year. So. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That is awesome. So I, I have a very similar story where 
I bought my first house with my then girlfriend. And then we later on did get married and we invested in the first two rental properties together after that first one. I didn't do it right. Like in 08, I bought a single family yeah. and then sold it in 2012, bought in 2013, a uh, three family. So nice. similar background, except you were smart and you guys were really in it together and you stayed together. Yeah. I was dragging her into real estate investing in my, my entrepreneurial life. And so that didn't work out for her very well. Right. Um, but what you guys have is both the drive, right? So you're, you're obviously an entrepreneur yes. and your husband is obviously an entrepreneur. How long has he been in construction? So he's been in construction probably like five years. He works now with my dad, my dad's nice. company that he runs. Um, it, they, they're out of Boston, up, they're out of Brockton, but they work in Boston. So he's kind of just doing like small odd jobs right now because of the pandemic that's going on. So, but luckily he's still working. Um, yeah. The real estate yeah. thing's definitely more me that I'm like forcing him into. Like we bought the two family together and it was, it was his idea. And he convinced me to do it because I was like, I'm not buying this, this shit house. Like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, get this used to it. This shit house. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I just got one of those shit houses. I'm like, yeah, it looks like crap. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And that's how I am now. I'm like, oh, I love all the old, ugly looking homes. Like, give, give them all to me. Nope. But, um, but yeah, so then I started convincing him into, I'm like, we have to invest in real estate more. Like, this is, this is where it's at. This is where the money's at. I have financial freedom. Like, I, I was working at a restaurant. I was working nights. He works days. We saw each other on Sundays and the Sunday was just like hectic, just like running around errands, trying to fix up our house. So it was taking a toll on our relationship. So I'm like, I just have to stop. And I quit that job. I mean, I loved it. It was, I loved the people. It was nice and the environment is just very personable, but um, I just couldn't, I can't do that forever. And it's not money making. Whatsoever. Was it in New Bedford? No. So I worked in um, Dartmouth, the sale oh, okay. off in Dartmouth. Where is it? Uh, in Dartmouth, South Dartmouth. South Dartmouth. Okay. So basically you, you're both working very hard and you are the driving factor behind the real estate. I love this. So, so many times <laughs> in an event, I'll say who, you know, he wants to buy real estate and all the guys put their hands up yeah. and I'm like, whose spouse wants them to buy real estate and their hands <laughs> go back down. <laughs> like really, you know, one of the reasons that, that people don't invest is because their spouse says no. Right. Right. And usually the spouse is a female where she's, she's a woman wants to have her nest and that's it. And having the, the property, the investment property first almost takes away from her dream. And so how, how did you as a woman like get over that, that first, I'm sure you're, you're not like, you're not like a, um, in a box where you're protected from everybody else's beliefs, right? right. Like you're, you're exposed to everybody else's beliefs and, and, pushing that opinion on you that you need to have a single family because you know that's what you do once you get into a relationship how did you get past that how did you as a woman say no though I'm I'm tougher than this stereotype I'm going to do what I want to do yeah I think it all helped me um having a two family that needed to be renovated because it kind of was like I was making it my own even yeah. though I knew I wasn't going to live here and I think for at least like the first three years we bought the house and then we renovated it and lived in it I was like this is my baby I'm never going to get rid of it and now I have a very different mindset um, of properties and houses. Like, don't get me wrong. I do want that single family. I do want that like, you know, nest, but yeah. I have no problem sacrificing um, time and where I'm living for the next property. And I told my husband that too. I'm like, if the next property, it, you know, we need to move out of this one to rent it, to live in that one. Like I'm fine with that. And I think that changed over like the last couple of years, just because I changed my mindset into, you know, money-making and then like providing and having that, you know, nest egg of money to be able to just live off of and create generational wealth. 
Generational wealth. Hashtag generational wealth. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now you're thinking about your kids, right? Yeah. I feel like yeah. so many people get into these relationships and then they're, they're like, hey, I just want to show off to my friends, right? And I want to have all this. But it's like, look, like if you really care about your kids, you're really thinking about the future, leave them something. Right. Don't leave them a bill. Don't leave them a debt. Leave them something that, that you know, can pay for their future and give them a, a place to live in, in their college years. Like all of these different aspects that a multifamily is able to do. So I, I love it. That's how you got into real estate investing. Yeah. You have the mindset. You're going to be extremely successful in this. You're already successful. You're going to continue to, to expand and improve your city, uh, which is awesome because that means I don't have to go over there, right? I already know <laughs> right. you're there. You're doing it. So perfect. And you got yeah. my buddy, Ron Oliveira, who's out there in the, nice. the Dartmouth and Bedford area. So uh, very cool. And you decided to start doing uh, interior decorating. How'd you get into that? Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely started buying the first property going through that whole process and just enjoying the, you know, the beginning to the finishing. Um, and then I was, you know, dabbling with it as far as just like designing my home and like living in here. And then I did it for a couple friends. Um, and then I just was like, once I was trying to like leave the restaurant, I was like, what can I do that I'm good at and I enjoy doing. And like, I'd love to get into like flips and do those things. Like the property that we just bought, I have to renovate. And I'm like, can't wait until somebody moves out so that, so that I can do that. Um, but I'm thinking I, of the higher rents, you're thinking of the renovation, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they move out, I can renovate high rents, you know, just, yes. it all kind of like coincides with one another. So yep. that's Should definitely where the, the design came. And then um, cool. I met, I did some networking and I met with some business guy, what I called him at the time. I didn't know who he was. Um, and he kind of helped me bring my design my like in-home design virtually so now i do virtual which is kind of perfect because of the perfect. whole covid situation yeah. so it kind of just worked out for me and that's what i'm doing right now nice yeah that's awesome so you you're ahead of the times right we we were just right. talking about this on another call that uh covid just sped up our whole timeline of we wanted to go national we want to be training on, on a bigger scale and we were thinking you know future future whatever and then this just cut out my whole local speaking arena and it said you know what i think we're just gonna have to shift now yeah <laughs> so you're ahead of the curve you're already <laughs> able to interior decorate somebody's house without actually being in their house yes that's awesome yep so what shifted you to getting a real estate license my husband because he wanted to get it and then he couldn't because of just timing and his job it's a lot of work there's a lot of hours yeah. involved in getting the license yep that makes sense right. mm -hmm. so i did that for like a year and then I stopped um, just because I just didn't feel right. And I felt like I had something else to do besides that. Um, yep. So that's kind of where I just ended that. Yeah, absolutely. I, so I still carry my license and yep. I love running the team, but I, I can't do the one-on-one -on -one anymore. Like I still, if, if I was on an appointment, I love doing it. Like, absolutely. I love, yeah. I love serving the community. I love talking investment, but like I have, I have way bigger things to do that. Like, you know, and I, I get the grind. I hated the marketing. I hated the cold calling. I hated the, yeah. all of those aspects. Um, and now I have teams who do that for me. So it's like, okay, I still get to make the money of the agency, right. but not have to do the work. <laughs> so never lose your license. Never, never drop yeah. the license. Keep right. doing it. Referral fees are great. Yep. Now you shifted into empowering women. When did you start this? What was the inspiration that made you say, you know what, this is a, this is a, a niche that needs to be serviced because it is. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so my friend and I, um, we kind of always end up like meeting one another in life where 
we need to start a business. So I've owned a couple businesses before and like they haven't worked out and it's kind of, I had one with her and then I had a couple by myself and now it's like, I'm, I think I'm older and like I have a better drive. Um, so I'm kind of, so we kind of met back up again in this like time in life and she feels the same way I do. Like sometimes it's hard for women. They feel like they're not empowered, especially in like certain businesses. Um, it's harder for them to feel that confidence and just like kind of grow and being an entrepreneur in general is just can be lonely because you're by yourself. Most of the time you, you know, you're, you keep doubting yourself. You're something goes down and you're like, that's it. Let's just end it now. You know, when in reality, uh, being an entrepreneur is just like a roller coaster ride. So it's nice to have a group of female entrepreneurs who are kind of on the same page and boat as you to just keep you going and, you know, motivate you and help you. So that's kind of what we brought together as like me and my partner and we're growing that slowly. I love that because it's, yeah. it's, um, it's certainly not exclusive to entrepreneurship and it's, it's not exclusive to women, but to have those two niches tied together is, is a really powerful combination because you can't build a business without somebody else, right? Like you have to have partners and right. the bigger your network is, the bigger your net worth is. So building a community of women who are empowering each other and saying, yeah, like, like, because there are issues, right? There was a whole uh, hashtag me too thing that was going on and it, did it get over publicized? Maybe, maybe it did need the attention. But there's there are aspects that like I don't con- I'm never walking into a bar concerned I'm getting hit on right like it's not a concern of mine, I may be asked for an autograph which I do want to give so right. <laughs> like there, these are good problems for me right as a man right. I'm like if I'm getting attention I'm getting paid right yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's very different and so there are aspects to our business any business where women do go into and I've heard it from uh, ex girlfriends or ex partners that I've had where we were doing deals together. And they told me they were afraid to go negotiate with the contractor. And it was, and I've I've had this with guys and with women, but the reason is different. When a guy says, I'm afraid to talk to the contractor, they're afraid that they don't know what to say. Like, this is their fear. It's like, I don't know what to say or what needs to be done. I might miss something. With a woman, they have the same exact fear. And then there's there's this fear of, I don't know whether they're going to respect me and and actually do what I say if they're not going to listen to me. And it's the same exact fear that I have with my younger students, men or female, who are younger. And they say, well, I'm, I'm younger. I don't think they're going to respect me because of my age. So it's there's this uh, imposter syndrome is what we call it, right, in psychology, is where you know you're capable of it, but you don't know you're capable of it. And because you're portraying that people aren't going to trust you or believe you, it ends up actually happening you you actually manifest that that bullshit story in in reality so having a bunch of women who are actually mentally strong have already closed properties understand it's easy buying real estate is probably the easiest shit i've ever done in my life (laughs) it's easy to just sign the the hardest part is the mental games all the way through saying is this going to be a good deal can i do what it takes to get through it I have not plunged a single toilet. I don't have to work on my properties, right? I've, right. I've never had to. Do I sometimes like to? Have I painted apartments before? Yeah, of right. course. Yep. You know, like it's a choice you make, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not a financial choice. It's like you know what? I don't like that guy, and I'm not calling him. Right? I'm going to go and do this job so that he <laughs> right. remembers that I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, it's a, it's a lesson teaching thing when when you go and do work. It's yeah. not uh, it's not a financial thing because you can always borrow the money. You can always find the money right. in in these deals. So I love that you're, you're starting this. How did you start? Do you have a group? Is there a Facebook group? Yeah. So I kind of started right when I quit my job. 
Um, and we were actually meeting in person. We would do like women Wednesdays at like a coffee shop and just kind of like be there for each other and chit chat and kind of just help each other out with their, our own businesses. And like, just have like, we have, when you're in your business, you're in it. And sometimes you can't look outside of it. So it's nice to have those people to just be like, Hey, you should do this instead. Have you thought about it? You know, um, just in like a loving way. And so we started that and then COVID probably happened like four weeks after that. Yep. And then we're like, all right, well, let's take it virtually. And then we kind of have been doing that. So now we have like Tuesday meetings um, with like five women, um, whoever needed pop in and out of the meeting, you know, just to chit chat yep. and kind of go over businesses and help them grow. And I just have like, we both just have such a passion to help other women grow and to, you know, achieve their goals and their dreams and stuff like that. So how, how do people find out more about the group? How do you, how can someone get into it? Cause I, I, I like to have my girlfriend in there. She's a real estate investor and I have other people. I've just interviewed uh, students from the past who are doing really well. They're also investors, agents, and they're, I, um, Peter, uh, Paula Fernandes is a woman who's, I just interviewed her yesterday. And she's saying the same thing. She wants to empower women. Uh, she's in the Boston market and like, and I did one with Deirdre Vervo out in Austin. Nope. She's in Connecticut. And I met her in Austin. (laughs) So she's in Connecticut and she's opening a senior home. uh, But she's been investing in real estate for a long time. Yeah. And she, she says it, you know, she wants to empower women to do the same thing. So there's a lot of people who understand it's necessary, but I don't know that they're as organized as you right now. And I think that um, that organization is what is really going to help put everybody together and, and really move, make a movement out of this. So what, where can people contact you to get involved in the group or in the, in these meetings, these Zoom calls? Yeah, so right now, um, we we probably, like a week ago, we came up with a name, finally. Nice. Okay, so we finally agreed on a Can't name. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, we just didn't know what to call it. So it's called Femme Social Club. Femme is like female entrepreneur mentorship, and it's kind of like a social club. I like um, it. I like yeah, it. so next by next friday i'm trying to get everything like buttoned up between like websites and contacts and instagrams and like all that jazz so that's kind of our plan by next friday um so right now the way to get in contact me would be either my email my phone number or my instagram um itself so do you want to give that out give my what out which whichever one you feel most comfortable with the audience is a little big on this yeah yeah which one you feel comfortable with yeah my email's fine the email's the easiest yeah What's the easiest? Okay. What's your email address? So somebody can send you a message, say, Hey, I want to be a part of the group. Yep. Yep. Just, um, Aubrey.Lambala at Gmail and just hit me up. And so, you know, Aubrey is spelled A-U-B-R-E-Y. Lambala is spelled A-M-A-A-L-A-M-B-A-L-O-T. Yes. So if you figured that out, because <laughs> I didn't make it easy. <laughs> right. Very good. And that's at Gmail you said? At Gmail, yes. At Gmail, very cool. So good, we got all that out of the way. What is next for you? So where do you see yourself going over the next five, 10 years? You and your husband, what is the mission? Are you staying here in New Bedford? Do you see yourself going to another city? Uh, Will you still maintain the investments here? And what do you plan on doing with this group? Where do you see it going? Yeah, so my plan for the next, you know, five, 10 years is to add to my real estate portfolio, be able to be financially successful through that, um, scale my virtual interior design business so that I can then hire out and not really have to work as like focus in the business, but on the business. Um, and then with this group, I just, I was just telling my partner, I was like, this could be like national, it could be global. Like it can be huge. And that's kind of like what we have for plans. 
Um, and just to see where that goes. And as far as like where I'm living, I love New Bedford, but I don't want to live in New Bedford forever. Um, <laughs> I, know. I want some land. I want to have yep. like a, a garden and my husband wants a huge garage for his cars and yep. all that. So, you know, whether it's like Freetown or Lakeville or something like that, um, that's kind of yeah. where we are, but I'll definitely be keeping my investments. Very nice. I yeah. like that. And I, I feel the same way. I'll continue building and follow her. I'll keep doing my thing. Um, but I may, I may go to warmer climate. I'm looking at Florida right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, <laughs> Texas. Nice. Um, so like I may continue growing uh, the businesses from another location, but online makes sense. Right. And you're right. This group can be sold online for, for there's no barriers anymore. There's no reason right. to stop. And then the other side is your digital. If you can actually design somebody's house interior decorating from uh you gotta you gotta walk me through this i'm sorry yeah <laughs> how, no. how do you totally do this <laughs> yeah. so i so i start off with right now i'm offering um free 45 minute consultations uh -huh. um so they'll schedule their consultation and then once they schedule that they'll be directed to a um questionnaire questionnaire will go through kind of just like budget what your style is just like any inspiration photos you have um what kind of style home that you have you own rent kind of thing um and then i also request photos of whether it's the room or the house or whatever that we're re redoing or redesigning or renoing whatever um and then once we get past that is you know whenever they schedule their call we go over in 45 minutes kind of just the feeling of everything where they like to shop from um what do they like about their inspiration photos? Because sometimes people like a photo, but they only actually like like one or two things in that photo. Right. So we kind of get down to the nitty gritty and really find out their style and what they really love. Um, and then after that, we um, I get to work and I put together a floor plan. I put together a mood board. I give them clickable links to everything that they need. Um, if they have to work with a contractor, I will give them suggestions unless they already have some, because I, I have people in California, I have people in Rhode Island. So it's not like I know everybody around the world. No so. kidding. No <laughs> yeah. kidding. I got a guy in Orlando, if you need oh, a, a contractor, sweet. Least, top yeah, notch. absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very cool. So, yeah. I love that. I love that you, you're right. That does work. And you don't really need to be in their house to, to understand the floor plan once you've mapped it out that way in your mind. That is, um, that is very clever, Aubrey. Yes. That, is, that is phenomenal. <laughs> and the way people can get in touch with you is aubreylambalot at gmail.com. Yes. Very cool. So if you could give yourself advice, um, you look like you're in your 20s already. So I'm going to assume that you're, not too, <laughs> you're not too far from that. But if you could go back maybe five years, yeah. say, uh, say younger Aubrey, um, like 21 years old, right? How old are you? I'm sorry. I'm 28. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going back to 21. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so all the, all, my audience tends to be between 25 and 55. So like the older audience is going to say, well, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's good. <laughs> right. But for, uh, for the people, you know, we've got some younger wholesalers who are, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, who are, who are listening. If you go back and, and save yourself those seven years of, of pain and torture and, and struggle, what would be the three pieces of advice you'd give yourself? Yeah, I would just tell myself to just like not be afraid and just like get it, get it done, figure it out, ask questions, don't be afraid to network and, you know, stick your neck out and do it for yourself. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to network, go out, stick your head out there and, and do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Solid. 
Aubrey, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yes, you are an you. inspiration for women all over the place. It's going on YouTube. It's going on Facebook. It'll be on the podcast, the Alchemist Insights podcast. It'll be on the blog. Uh, so share it, like it, pass it along to everybody. Uh, Aubrey is an up and coming uh, entrepreneur and she's building a group. What is the name of the group again, Aubrey? Fem Social Club. Fem Social Club. She's creating the Facebook group. It's already there? Getting there next Friday. Getting there next Friday. It'll be there. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have a choice, always work with the best. <laughs> Later, Aubrey. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.